0: I saw the, um, Sexy Mr. Rogers. Great. Now you're talking. Right Ladies and gentlemen,
1: a portal gargantuan in size has appeared downtown. And a gigantic set of figures appear to be emerging from the vortex. It looks as though it's a giant monkey riding right? an equally giant turtle.
2: Leave my body in the street, or at least put it in a trash can. You're telling a girl she can't dress like a slot on Halloween? That's oh, shaming. No. Don't no you do it? Oh, oh
1: my god!
2: We gotta go, we
1: gotta go, we gotta go!
2: Hello and welcome to this week's Halloween edition of Tell em Steve Dave. Is this where all the scary music comes in, Walt? Is this where we put it? It's where it should be.
3: Alright. I wish you had the lightning
0: machine.
2: Oh yeah, the lightning and the thunder <laughs> thing? Do you still have that?
0: I still have that, yeah. But we're recording at the shared universe. I didn't ha- I don't have my full repertoire of uh, gear with me.
2: No. Nah. Do you guys have uh Christian, do you guys have sound effects here? If a podcast uh asks you to put in a sound effect on the fly, are you able to do it?
3: Uh I could do it. I could figure it out for y'all. Yeah. You want? you want some sound effects? You want some thunder? Mm-hmm. And I lightning? want
2: some so- like a soundboard All right. do you have over there? Yes, let's see what I can do. I want to see. This is a full service podcast studio, man. Um, Halloween—it's
3: your favorite holiday.
2: Best month—you got Halloween and Walt Flanagan's birthday inside of <laughs> yeah. almost a week. It's great, right? That's true. Walt, calm down. I know you love Halloween, <laughs> but you haven't even looked up once. What's going on? No, I'm. Just, I'm just. Are you sad I'm because just
0: getting excited?
2: The, the, it's Halloween. The day of Halloween is the best and the worst because when it ends, you are – no you could not be further away from the next Halloween,
0: right? After Halloween? Yeah, After – You have 364 days to wait for it again? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's the worst time ever. Well, no, because it's just <laughs> Thanksgiving's uh, right around the corner and then Christmas, you know, so a lot of holiday uh, festivities in October, November, December to, you know, not as good as Halloween, some might say, but I say, you know, Christmas is – if not better, just as good as Halloween.
2: Do people come to your house still, like kids? Like, do Halloween? they come to your place? Because no, you don't. It's, no. Yours is not a very like pedestrian friendly area. You don't have no, a sidewalk.
0: No, <laughs> we just leave the bowl out now, and says hey, you know, take one. Is that what they do? That's what most of the neighbors do. That's what we do too. Mm-hmm. You know. Plus, with the dogs, you know, just it just riles them up, gets them overexcited. You know, we'd rather have people just take the candy rather than knock on the door and go through all the. The friggin' formalities.
2: Oh, look at you. What are you supposed to be?
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me fawn all over you and then give you free stuff. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, there's no enjoyment in it, really, giving out no candy anymore.
3: That was never the real allure of Halloween, was it, though? It was like the spookiness and the, the creepiness and the the embracing of all things horror.
2: <clears throat> you got to do it yourself because like people want it to be friendly and fun now. Yeah, wow. They, they want to be accessible. Not me. No.
3: No. I want spooky stuff and skippy costumes. That's my Halloween. Yes.
2: Halloween yeah. sluts and Halloween Oh, scares. I was talking about
3: me. I'm sorry. I like wearing skippy costumes.
2: <laughs> Bust out the black and orange thong. Yeah.
3: Like, what's up, ladies?
0: <laughs> That's so – Isn't this spooky? <laughs> that's really not halloween anymore though that's that's really, that's, that's going that's fading out of <laughs> are uh, they're, they're phasing that shit out is it who's they yeah, what what society
3: they american
2: are, I don't they think so. are the biggest buzzkills ever they want to fuck up more shit for people
3: <laughs> they're not going to take this oh yeah they are
2: no, no the girls right, are going to they can't take it girl, you you're telling a girl she can't dress like a slut on halloween
1: That's oh shaming. no don't no, you do it no
0: way well there's just not as many options unless they're going to do DYI costumes you
2: know, oh, you think they're not making slut yeah, costumes? Well, yeah, yeah, let's def- look that up and see how right you are. I didn't even bother looking up mm-hmm. offensive costumes this year because everything's offensive.
3: It's the same list.
2: Yeah, it's the same list. You have your standards. You have like your uh, Native American gal. Yeah.
3: Um, Which dominant isn't even that good of a costume.
2: Unless uh, Hot Girl's wearing it. Then it's the best but, costume. I
3: don't right? know. No. Across the board, yes. <laughs> but I mean like in terms of creativity, like it's not even that good of a costume.
2: Especially if it's store-bought.
0: Yeah you know. I saw I saw um, Sexy Mr. Rogers Great I saw Now you're talking Right recently I saw that on the news That I saw
2: were, that too that, Like the half sweater And the skirt yeah, and shit Yeah You would never know It was Mr. Or Mr. Rogers or,
0: or Mrs. Or Mrs. Ms. Ms. Rogers Miss Rogers
2: Yeah
3: Howard Our old friend Yandy
0: <laughs> Whatever
3: that company is What's that company
2: Yeah I think it was Yandy How dare you uh, oh, assume Her gender yeah, There
3: it is Is it Yandy Yandy's never gonna let it die they're the ones that are like, "Fuck it, let's yeah. do it. let's do a, uh, a handmade and stale sexy costume." Yeah.
2: Yandy's like, whatever it, country they're in, they're like, "Wait a second, what are these handful of Americans upset about now?" Ms. Rogers, Yandy, well, yeah. Well, let's not make any money because they might cry about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, sexy.
0: If that's all they're making is sexy costumes, they'll be filing for bankruptcy soon. No way. Oh yeah, dude.
3: College girls will never stop. Doing that. That's what they want to do.
2: Thank God there are some constants in this world, yeah. right?
0: Really? It's the college girls, you think? It's educated women doing it? The They're not educated, educated. yet.
3: Until <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they have that diploma. They turn it to Yandy. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, some of them, they, they even have like the, the mor- sexy mortar boarding gown, I'm sure. Like they want to ride it to the end, the, the sexy college yeah. pump, fun, right?
3: Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. God bless Yandy. A couple of mini mortar boards over the. Can routes. I buy stock in
0: Yandy? I go opposite of you. Like, is is Yandy a publicly traded? You company? You may be able to buy the whole company soon. Yeah, because there's going to be there's going to be so little demand for Yandy's merchandise, uh, Yandy's products. That's not on brand. That you'll be able Whoa. to swoop in.
3: <laughs> hey, hey Yandy, a sexy Captain Marvel. Is that what I'm seeing? I don't know what that is.
2: I love that this stuff exists.
3: It's fucking Yandy. I fully support – let me pick this up by the right handle. I fully support that Yandy is providing costumes that girls, if they want to wear it, they have the right to wear it. Of course they have the right. There you go. In is this sexy country. Punisher? Now, come on, man.
0: Come <laughs> oh, on. The white boots. That's a nice yeah, throwback. Yeah, somebody order me one of those. <laughs> but if I, if I <laughs> 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 fucking sexy I still say up. though Frank Castle looks better in those white boots than that hot girl well, though. Uh, you know what?
2: Nobody wears a pair of white go-go boots like <laughs> Frank Frank, you're right about
3: that. <laughs> 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 oh, sexy chucky.
2: Yeah, sexy princesses, sexy cats, sexy witches. Oh, it's heaven. Sexy Holocaust victim. What's going on? It'll never end. You There's know, I, a billion he, pages of this shit.
3: I couldn't follow Yandy down that. No, <laughs> like Handmaid's Tale. Look, it's a fictional show, so I don't. I don't care. It's like, you, look, just because you watch Handmaid's Tale and you've put all this weight and importance on it doesn't mean that it's not just a fucking TV show so I don't care but a Holocaust victim I'm like I don't know Yandy
2: well that tops the uh, that tops the offensive costumes this year I'll run down them real fast it's uh, the
3: same list every year a
2: Holocaust victim anything involving blackface no face. that's not a real
3: thing you made that up as a joke
2: uh, this is where it's it's called 1940s girl costume it says no. says Yandy
0: <laughs> no can um, I see that I can't get back yeah there you back. go No. I don't think that's Yandy um, (gasps) sanctioned costume, though. Oh, my God. They even got the papers
3: pinned to it. Yeah, I
2: saw that. Well, that's not good. Yeah, I don't know that that's Yandy. It it was just a... uh,
3: I can't follow Yandy down this road. I'm sorry. (laughs) Is it Yandy?
0: No. Yandy sticks to just smut.
2: Are there things that Yandy shouldn't try to sexify for Halloween? Like, you're going to say Holocaust victim. That's one. All right. What else?
3: I would say that's one.
2: Like, uh... Murdered children, like a John Benet or something.
3: You yeah, can't do that. we need that. I don't like the sexy like Twin Towers. I saw that one here.
2: Sexy Twin Towers? Some girls yeah. dressed up as like was that, Twin Sam Towers. Bowie and what was the other guy? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was uh, the that,
0: Kentucky that was Wildcats. Olajuwon and, uh, <laughs> what? and uh, I forget who, uh, Ralph Sampson were Yeah, Ralph uh, <laughs> Sampson, like seven foot four why freaks. Isn't,
3: <laughs> why isn't Yandy on the sexy and practical jokers costume? I'd like to see that. Because any costume you guys wear is sexy. Yeah, you can't nail that shit down. Yeah, look, at me. Wearing, look at you go. The North Face Mountain fucking pants.
2: Like detachable pants to detachable. turn in the shorts.
0: Yeah, you, can, you can turn in the shorts like that. <laughs> There you yeah. go. It's nice. automatic. It just becomes sexy. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's that's the kind of thing. Like, I see them, and I'm like, they're functional. But I'm like, who the fuck would wear these? Now I know.
3: Oh, right. yeah. Now <laughs> I know. I have, you don't I have care. Five, four pairs of these.
2: Nice. In different colors. That's all you have. They throw all your say, other pants I away. A,
3: I'm wearing a 15-year-old flannel.
2: <laughs> I remember that shirt. I like that shirt. There, now, is, is, now,
0: what are the name of the pants? Uh, these are North Face. Uh, Mountain pants. I don't
3: – well, North Face is a brand, but – you can unzip the legs off.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Changed my life. How so? Because now, no matter where I am, I, I can just... Is it too warm? in here? zip. They come right off.
0: Show them. Uh, how yes. often have you had to resort to unzipping you would be fucking the man. pants and, I've done, and having shorts on all of a sudden? I wear these on stage, and sometimes <laughs> it gets hot in the
2: arena. It's like my basement floods <laughs> more than you'd
3: expect. <laughs> I've been on stage, and it's been hot in the arena. I've walked off when I've come out, and there have
0: been shorts. I don't care I imagine man. you must have your like you're are you able to put the pants back together once you unzip them like man, do you he's, have people that. Do that?
3: he's from the practical joker <laughs> are <laughs> you fucking kidding me actually once, once three I just pants
0: or just throw them out,
3: I just throw, them out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> throw, throw the pant legs into the crowd
3: <laughs> the other day I couldn't find one of the pant legs so I went to another pant and I had one mismatch I had a green <laughs> on a blue pants and I was like I don't care that's punk you,
2: could you be it an is. influencer? Could, like if you, like you know how somebody like Rihanna will, will uh, carry around a thousand dollar purse that's the size of like a like a matchbox. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh my god, I got to spend thousand dollars on that. Think so you could influence he's some people?
0: He's already an influencer. He's uh-huh. already an influencer, not on that level of uh, Beyonce. Right, yeah. But he's on that – he's on the lower yeah. end of, of being an influencer though.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like he's the type of influencer – if he's behind somebody that's like stopped at a green light, if he honks, they'll move. He's <laughs> <laughs> as far as swaying opinion or being oh, a tastemaker, who I, knows? I, I think you're
3: wrong. I think that – Why uh, don't we ask merch table? which should sell the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
2: Oh, fuck what was I going to say I totally lost it now. I know
3: we're what, in Halloween are we talking
2: about we're, it's Halloween it's Halloween it's Halloween oh my god very <laughs> spooky are, are there any movies you watch religiously every year I or usually Halloween? run
3: through some of the Friday 13th
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah I like all like 70s horror movies around this around this time of year
2: yeah you won't
0: I don't have a um, well that's a, 80s like thought. a a traditional like oh we must watch this movie every Halloween yeah I don't, I'm not really into that I don't find the need to watch a movie. Does it if, put if you I'd in the mood? It, I don't need to be in a mood. I'm in a mood like you know. I'm ready to go. Oh, it's Halloween. Okay, I'm ready.
2: Let's do this shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fucking holiday man over here. Uh, no blackface. No transphobic costumes. What uh,
3: transphobic costume? I want to make the sure. The
2: transphobic costume. I don't know. It's it appears to be everyone's like
0: probably like Bruce Jenner or something.
2: No. It's just a li- like a guy dressed as what appears to be like a slovenly oh. housewife.
0: Oh, so like Milton Burrow kind of escapades with, are no longer in vogue. This is transphobic,
3: <laughs> evidently. Okay. Uh, so that that man wearing dressed like an old housewife is a, is afraid of trans people?
2: Tranny Granny
3: God. was
2: pulled from uh, Walmart after facing backlash.
3: Mm. Uh,.
2: There was a Caitlyn Jenner costume from a few years ago. Mm. Uh, Okay. So don't be a refugee. That's not.
0: That was last year too, though. I guess so. So, It's the same shit every year.
2: Body shaming and objectifying costumes. It's like, so don't pretend you're riding the shoulders of a fat stripper with tassels that doesn't even look like a human being. It's an inflatable cartoon (laughs) lady. (laughs) And the guy appears to be riding her shoulders. And she's happy about it. She's happy about it.
3: But why can't I objectify? I don't know.
2: It's only okay if, like, you're a female objectifying, like, Hemsworth or any of these muscle-bound Marvel superheroes. No cultural stereotypes, Q. No terrorists. Why the fuck can't you be a terrorist? Bad taste. What if you're, like, gay terrorists? Like, remember in springtime for Hitler, they made Hitler gay and that was, like, real offensive. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't work anymore? Are you saying that we are not as respected as Mel Brooks and people would not look at it the same way? I am way? <laughs> saying
1: that,
3: yeah. <laughs> Let me be Zombie
2: clear. versions of recently deceased celebrities, so no, uh, what's his name, Ruiz, Carl Ruiz?
3: Oh, bummer. Uh, I, I like that guy.
2: I never heard of the guy before. All I've heard are good things about him. You know who Carl Ruiz is? Some yeah. celebrity chef? I, I, I really liked him. e texted me. He's like, hey, Carl Ruiz died. I didn't answer because I'm like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, you listen to the radio. Or you go on the internet. Everybody loved the guy. But was, I, on, was. Uh, I
3: I would watch him on Guys Grocery Games. He was guy, like a Guy Fieri dude. Right? He was. Uh, he was a judge on that mm-hmm. from, uh, a good amount of time, and he was always my favorite on the show. He was good. Did you ever a, watch a cooking show? Walt? I used to watch Emerald with my daughter. Oh, with your daughter, yeah. Yeah, that's
2: right.
3: yeah, Guys Guys Grocery Games is a good one. Like I'll watch it and just like veg out and watch watch it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a more like a game show with a cooking show. It's good.
2: Right. I wonder how long you have to wait. We've lost a lot of entertainment icons recently, so it's understandable if you're inspired to tribute to pay tribute to them in costume form, just don't be a zombie of them. So how long do you have to wait before you're a zombie and it's not offensive? I wish Good safe. Housekeeping would let me know because well, if I'm going to live my life by the tenets that fucking GoodHousekeeping.com has set forth <laughs> for us as a
0: people, please. Twenty- 25 years. 25 years? Yeah. I think it's safe then. So zombie Reagan is is good. You could do zombie Reagan now. Okay.
2: But I can't do zombie – Rick O'Casey. George. No, no. no. Oh, Or uh, Eddie Money. Zombie Eddie Money.
0: Definitely not. Like, who
2: are you? I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) I was trying to offend you.
3: (laughs) I'd like to go on record that if anybody after I dies, the day after I die gives a shit enough to be zombie dead Brian Quinn –
2: wouldn't it be awesome? I would think
3: it would be, I think it's awesome.
2: I, I could die trick-or-treating with Sage halfway through like the neighborhood. Yeah. Drop dead if somebody took my clothes off and slapped on some zombie makeup and dressed as me. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I agree. So <laughs> – Leave my body in the street or at least put it in a trash can.
3: You know what? Unless the woman who wrote this article – I'm assuming it's a woman. Um, could be a man. Is a celebrity themselves? Then they don't have a right to speak for celebrities.
2: Yeah, who who are they? Yeah. It's uh oh, it's Sam Escobar and Marcy Robin. It took two people to write this article.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that they they are able to say that.
2: All right, well you're going on record then. You're saying, hey, I'm a celebrity. You're a legit celebrity. Man. Nobody can take that away. We could say you're C- saying, we'll say
3: sea level, but yeah, yeah, still you got it. Yeah, I'm saying I'm giving permission. To- for people who dress like zombies, I'm just like the
2: editorial. Who the fuck are you guys to tell people what is tasteful and what's not? Dude, I just don't understand. Like, good housekeeping.
0: But you do it, but you do it, on, but you do it on, but you do, you give your opinion, though. Why can't they give theirs? This is definitive. They're saying don't do it. Wow, well, come on. You know, it's do not do it. definitive. It's only definitive it to people who are reading the magazine. You
2: think some people listen? Oh, like, yeah, like they have yeah. a kid that's like, hey, I want to go dressed it's up res- as someone with bulimia. <laughs> it's
0: a respected magazine.
2: <laughs>
0: it, has a, it has a history, though, that magazine.
2: It does. Probably more respected than my opinion. Right?
0: Probably? Well,
2: I mean, but they're looking – oh, it's good housekeeping. It's been around 100 years. But it's like these other – these fucking people writing it, you don't know who's writing it. You, you just think- have to be like, good housekeeping, trust them with the editorial, with this shit. So uh, it's good enough for me.
3: Do you, all right. Like do you think – who's like um, – like Buffalo Bill, right? From, from Howdy Doody? Style yeah, no, that from the lamps. <laughs> Oh, Okay. <laughs> More <Jesus>. people would <laughs>
2: recognize me as zombie any money.
3: <laughs> no, but like, like a, a really horrific, um, serial killer in movies. Okay, not cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Like, um, is that Hannibal okay? Lecter. Like Hannibal Lecter. I guess nobody would care if you dressed like Hann- Hannibal Lecter.
2: Of course not. So many people have done it. But or are you saying like – or you dress – even if you dress as John Wayne Gacy, I don't think people care, right?
0: Uh, It it depends on what party you're going to. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a gay and lesbian alliance party I'm going to.
1: <laughs> Does that
2: change things?
0: It really depends on the crowd. Know your crowd.
2: Know your crowd. All right.
3: But isn't it weird that like people could dress like um, – they're saying don't dress like The Handmaiden's Tale.
2: They're saying don't do it.
3: Remember, that was last year's big list. Right. I guarantee that's on the list here today. Um, but you can dress like Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader blew up planets, mm-hmm. like genocide left and right. And he's a fictional person, so
0: should we not dress like Darth Vader? Yeah, but it's not based on reality. Though. It's not yeah, based on real Man's events. What's Handman's, hey, Ma- what is Handmaiden's Tale based that's on? That's the
3: United States gets taken over <clears throat> by a rogue faction. Oh, it's like Hunger Games? Well, no, they just subjugate women and make them wear these
0: outfits. It, it it was uh, based oh. on a book by Michael. Okay, Rattling. yeah, then, then it is kind of like, you know, it is a slippery slope then. But it's not. Why it is, is it? Because it, if someone's going to tell you don't dress like Handmaiden, but okay, Star Wars, Darth Vader's okay. I agree with you. Yeah, that is it. That you really can't. If, right. if one is not good, then the other one can't be. Uh, right.
3: That's how I feel. Like, yeah. if that's if we're talking fictional fucking characters here. Like, come on, man.
2: Yes, that's what a ghost sounds like. And that's because it's Halloween and remember when you were planning your costume as a kid and it was super duper fun. And now that you're an adult, all they have are slutty costumes or stuff you don't want to wear. Guess what? MeUndies isn't going to do that to you. They're going to bring back that childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with all sorts of spooky prints and Halloween costume onesies. Uh, I was sporting some Halloween, uh, Underpants the other day, some uh, Halloween me undies, and uh, well, I didn't get a lot of compliments because it was in the middle of a mall during the day. In fact, people seemed pretty upset. But I bet you if they took the time to just check out the prints, they would have loved them because it was a very cool spiderweb kind of thing going on. Uh, they're spooky soft, like designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body soft. Okay, this is where we get into all this other nonsense, metaphorical... Oh, come on. They're soft. Really soft. Meandy's has the most unique prints out there, but the Halloween prints are on another spooky level. This year, they're coming out with a variety of festive prints to really put the boo in booty. Yes, I just said that for money. Didn't think MeUndies would up your Halloween costume game. Well, think again. Their unique prints are designed to be mixed and matched and turned into the most guaranteed first prize of the costume contest. Costume. I don't know what any of that means. If you don't feel like leaving your house, that's cool too. Just wear the Halloween costume onesie to pass out candy and you're good to go. Don't cut out the crotch like I did. Then that offer does not stand. Meandies has a great offer for my listeners. First time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer. Oh, Like Halloween. Is that, is that what that's supposed to mean? Especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So to get 15% off your first pair... Free shipping, which we know everyone loves, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. That's MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. Woo-hoo! All right, onwards. Well, you set something up. This is a, a special guest. We don't have many guests on Halloween. Maybe.
0: I think this could be the biggest get in TSD history as far as celebs go.
2: Sorry, Joey Fatone? Uh,
0: uh, I didn't mean it. Well, I didn't mean it that way. You
2: mean in your house?
0: you know what i mean it's just this is pretty big this is pretty big personally this is big this is gigantic and especially on halloween landing this dude on halloween you know how busy he must be on halloween it's crazy that he's found time in his schedule to come and visit us on halloween and grace us with his presence and and wait on hold as we
2: wax romantic about him over here
3: (laughs) Uh you wanna you wanna give an intro to who he is? Because I'm not sure every single person.
0: You're you're out of your mind. I think everybody who listens to TSD is gonna know I'm talking about the goat of horror host right now.
2: You
4: would uh
0: Me TV's one and only Svengooley.
4: Hello, testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Good. You got I just all. realized I can't hear myself in these headphones. <laughs> no, forget it. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. No problem. We're finally going to do this. How about
2: that? All right. Uh, so this is Brian, and then we have Q. Hey, how
3: you, how you doing, sir? Big fan here.
2: And then we Thank have you. The, nice to talk to you. Then we have the conductor of this orchestra, Walt Flanagan.
0: Walt, how are you? Hello, Mr. Svengulli. It is an honor and a privilege to have you on well, this podcast. Well, that's nice of you to
2: say. Thank you. Is it—, is and it, is it I'm sorry sorry is is Mr the title that, do you go by Mr Spenguli? Rarely. <laughs> More like that jackass. I say a lot of horror
4: hosts like they seem to have doctor in front of their name. There's yeah, a lot of doctor, medical men. Or, or what's the other one? Baron. Uh, you know that, Baron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do you got this year Walt? You want to uh you want to dive in there?
0: I just want I thought we would just spend the episode just Talking to the one and only Sven Gulli and getting his opinions on some topics, some Halloween-centric themes yeah. and just like really just like – we're hoping that maybe there's something that you've never revealed anywhere else. Maybe you could reveal it here on this episode <laughs> if it's
4: possible, even if it's made up. It's OK. I'm a communist. Oh, OK. That's, that's good. And I'm, I'm assuming this is going to go up right around Halloween then? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes.
2: Okay. So today I, is Halloween. Well, today is Halloween. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, theater of the mind.
1: <laughs>
2: very good. Uh, so so you have questions. Um, I had a whole bunch. Well, how about we let Sven Guli give us just a little bit of his own background so we don't ask all these very basic questions.
0: Yeah, What? like what's the origin? What's Sven Guli's origin? Can you tell us or is that a secret?
4: No, actually, uh, it began actually in about 1970 when there was a guy named Jerry G. Bishop who was the uh, staff announcer. That was back when TV stations actually had staff announcers live on duty. And Jerry was the guy who was on duty on Friday nights when they started running horror movies. And he he was a radio guy, so he started doing shtick with the uh, the announcements going back into the movie. And eventually built it into this character that he called Sven And it quickly went from just being voiceover stuff to uh, (laughs) – there were slides of him. That's how amazing TV was back then. (laughs) Slides of him doing things that made no sense, you know, holding a (laughs) – pretending he was playing a uh, tennis racket like a guitar, things like that. And uh, then it finally became a video show, uh, you know, with the video clips. And I was just a fan of his and started sending him – you know, just some jokes and material. And he liked what he got from me. He found out I was a broadcast student and uh, he invited me to come down to the studio when they were taping a show. And uh, he started to ask me to write specific things for him. Like, can you do a parody of this local commercial and can you write a song parody about this song? And I ended up writing, writing and working with him and doing some voices and things like that. He uh, when, when his show ended... He took me along to radio in Chicago, and I was like a sidekick and about you know seventy percent of the people he interviewed were me <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> along the way. Uh, one of his friends who was in broadcasting said to him, "Do you want to just do Sply again as a summertime thing, you know, just like a, a summer fill in you know, just as a lark?" And Jerry was like, well, you know, I don't really want to get dressed up and all that stuff again. And he was the one that said to me, you could do it. You could be son of Svengoolie and I'll produce the show. And we had some uh, false starts on it. Nothing really happened with it. Time passes. Jerry moves to San Diego. And when he was about to leave, he said, well, what are you going to do? And I'd been working with uh, just freelancing. I'd been working with Dick Orkin. You're familiar with him. He did the Chicken Man series and the Tooth Fairy and a bunch of real funny commercials. Were you talking about and,
0: uh, Chicken Man? Was that Bert Convey or was that Bionic Chicken?
4: No, no, that's a whole different thing. This was a, a radio serial that ran everywhere, as as was the Tooth Fairy. And he he did a lot of radio commercials. If you heard his voice, you'd know it. He has this big stentorian voice and always talked in a sort of august manner. Um, <laughs> And I was working with him, and he ended up moving out to LA. Jerry was going out to San Diego, and he said, so what are you going to do now? And I said, well, maybe I'll try to pitch a local station on a TV show. And he said, well, i tell you what, if you want to try to do the Son of Spanguli thing, you have my blessing. He was very generous. You know, He just pretty much turned the keys to the uh, franchise over to me and said, go ahead and try it. And after shopping it around and again some missteps or whatever i finally ended up on the local station wfld and i was son of spengooli and uh doing the same sort of thing with movies
2: how old were you when you got interested in the the horror host stuff like did you watch a a horror host as a kid
4: yeah the funny thing is when i was really young that was when the first uh, shock theater uh, package of movies hit tv And although I didn't get to stay up late when I was home, when we'd go to visit relatives (laughs) and we'd be up later, I'd see a guy who was on here in Chicago. His name was Terry Bennett, and he played this sort of beatnik sort of uh, horror host named Marvin. And I remember just vaguely seeing him a couple times. But then there really weren't any hosts until uh, Jerry was on in 1970, starting in 1970. But I, I was interested in the horror movies themselves. It was funny because when I was a little kid, I was afraid of everything. You <laughs> named I I truly believed that skeletons would come and attack me in the dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> And it still happens. I just want you to know that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really just – again, the whole thing was using the horror host thing as, as a uh, stepping off point to do comedy stuff. Walt, did you –
2: when you were young, did you, did you watch any local shows that had horror hosts? I don't remember any around here.
0: No, I mean there was um, that Monsters episode with um, Zombo, right? Yes, <laughs> we not. Yeah, so that was my first exposure to a horror host, and I, and then as I was reading like Monster magazines, like Famous Monsters, and uh, some other magazines, I saw that there was this um, history of. Horror host in American television in the in the fifties and sixties, but unfortunately, you know on the East Coast in Jersey, New York area, I I never was exposed to a horror host like that. Not even so like you, Elvira. You never saw
4: John Zachary.
0: Zachary, yeah, but never on TV though. I, I was aware of him. Always much in magazines, later. right? Yeah, in magazines. Uh-huh. Elvira, yes, of course. Elvira in the eighties became huge and. But I don't remember. But I would have been an adult when she became huge, yeah. like with her with her name, like you know, being the, you know, the, you know, big horror host of the '80s. Now, how old were you when you when you
4: took over first, Van Gooly? I was, I believe, about let's see, I'm I'm counting backwards, about 27. Actually, I was 27 years old, and I had been working with him since I was, you know, in my early 20s. And in fact when I was 19 years old was when I first started you know sending him stuff and uh you know again we worked in TV and radio together and then yeah I was 27 years old when I finally uh <laughs> had my own coffin. <laughs> well I I always had
3: uh, cuz when I was growing up I'm a little bit younger than these two guys and uh Elvira was the one that I always saw. That I, you know, plus she was a sexy woman, and she always had like the risque little jokes going in and out. And then I saw Gremlins too. Um, and one of the main characters, I don't know if you remember, was a horror host that was trapped in the building with all the Gremlins, and he was dressed what? like Dracula the whole time.
4: Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't he almost trying to look more like uh, Grandpa yeah, Munster? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like
3: Grandpa Allen. He was bemoaning that that. It was an art that was kind of dying that people weren't interested in anymore.
4: Um, And man, oh, man, is that not true. Uh, And that movie, (laughs) I think, came out in 1990. Sure, yeah. The thing is, it always seemed to work in cycles. Uh, You know, in the 50s, they came and went, and then 60s again, and then early 70s. And then once again, uh, you know, late 70s when Elvira started and when I started. Uh, but it seems like I'm very fortunate that I've kept going and uh, have defeated the cycle. Do, would you consider your biggest rival, Elvira? You know, uh, not really. I don't. I don't think I consider her a rival. I've actually, you know, met her and talked to her, and she's been very complimentary to me uh, when she's been on interviews and stuff. And people have asked about it. it. It's a whole different thing now because she's uh, her stuff is online now, I believe. Right, and well, she and, has know, that ours- big,
0: big, two big. Go on. Advantages. Over, <laughs> it seems like you know that I, I don't like that. Like she gets that attention for two big reasons
4: over exactly. the male. You know, over the host, They said, said oh, Yo, you're like Elvira," and I said, "Yes, but with different <laughs> topography." <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I I, I, I'm just curious because I, I have a Sphinguli shirt, one of the glow in the dark ones of your of uh-huh. your face, and when I wear it, pe- I, it never fails to get people being like, "Oh my God, Sphinguli! That's that's amazing." What, what do you think, like, do you, I, I I know why I think it, but I'm curious to hear why you think Svengulli has just lasted this long and why you seem to be more popular than ever at this moment.
4: Well, part of it obviously is the fact that we went from just local Chicago area and Midwest to all over the country with me TV. And, you know, before my bosses yell, you didn't mention when it's on it's Saturday nights at, uh, eight o'clock, uh, New York time and uh, seven o'clock central, but I, I think part of it is just uh, hopefully that that people enjoy the material that's going with it. I know one of the big reasons is is the movies, especially you know the the Universal stuff, and then there's the people who would rather see the just you know total schlock type stuff too. I often have people say you don't show enough of that kind of stuff. But uh, I think uh, people, there's an appreciation for this. And also the whole nostalgia angle, just that people grew up, so many people I talked to did have a local host that they really liked. And I I always worry because I always equate it with Doctor Who, that they always say the first doctor you saw is always your favorite. Mm -hmm. And I I think, you know, with a lot of people, it it was kind of like, you know, oh, you're not as good as, you know dr uh, Cryptkeep boy, there <laughs> but uh fortunately I, I think a lot of people have agreed you know with with the fact that you know well you're okay, <laughs> and uh I think that part of it is, again you know i'm I'm like hopefully entertaining them and adding something to the program besides just the movies
2: uh Walt just brought it up with Elvira being your rival are is there like sort of a um I don't want to see like a, a jealousy that runs throughout the community of horror hosts, but are like, well, if like a young brash uh, horror host comes in, do you dismiss him or do you take him seriously?
4: Like a young de- baron, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, him, I'm afraid of. Don't worry about
1: that.
4: No, actually, it's kind of like it depends on, you know, the quality of what they're doing. There's all sorts of public access hosts out there, and now, actually, because of our success, uh, it has gotten some stations to decide, hey, we could do this ourselves, and they put people on the air. Um, I just think that, you know, if you're doing something good, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to worry about, oh, he's trying to take my job. Uh, I think there's room for everybody and unless, you know, they're putting them on right opposite me. (laughs) Or that, you know, he's submitting his tapes to me TV and going, no, I think they're cheaper than that guy, which is almost impossible, by the way. So you mentioned the Baron.
0: Um, You're definitely an inspiration to me. I, I consider you the goat of horror hosts at this point. And I was going to ask you, what advice would you give to young, aspiring horror host who might be listening? (laughs)
4: Are there any do's or don'ts? Yeah. Don't wear a turtleneck. I did that for a while and under hot studio lights. (laughs) That's Walt's signature (laughs) look. (laughs) I I keep thinking, okay, why did I do that? You know, you're under hot lights. You're already wearing all this makeup and hair and everything. And oh yeah, turtleneck. That's a great idea. (laughs) Don't wear a turtleneck. Uh, Quite honestly, it's like, do your own thing. You know, you can be inspired by what other people do, but don't try to just do exactly what what somebody else is doing. You know, give it your own slant. And uh, you don't have to necessarily do the conventional. You come up with something else. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a vampire coming out of a coffin mm. or you know, a, a wolf man. It, it just, you know, it, the best thing to do is you use your own originality. And the, another thing is, Make it something that's kind of an amplification of your own personality. Oh, that's that cool. way. It, it's know, more, natural. more that natural. That so,
2: may be impossible for Walt, the Bob's dynamo works. that he is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, now in the creation of the show. Like, do you have to pitch ideas to somebody to get approved, or are they just like, "Do your thing, man. Like, go go to it."
4: Well, I'm, I'm actually in a real good position here because our uh, our boss Neil Sabin, who created me TV, actually has pretty much done that. He said, you know, go ahead and do it. He trusts me to not do things that are not going to go well with our our, our audience. And uh, I pretty much I write the scripts and we go and shoot them. Nobody has to approve them.
3: Great. Uh, that's that that is a gift, isn't it? Like that's that's amazing. Which it I- is
4: it would take so much longer if we did have to do that, you know, and, and we're already under the gun a lot of times to get shows done pretty quickly.
3: And and I think also you've clearly earned uh the right to go forth as you wish because it's just a joy to watch. Like the show is never anything besides completely fun.
4: Well, that that's very nice of you to say, and that's that's what we're aiming to do. You know, it obviously is not masterpiece theater. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know what though? I never, ever in my life have watched or will watch masterpiece theater.
4: But I'll tell you what, uh, I tour. It's far fewer rubber chickens on there. There just you so go. You know. I
3: I, I got to tell you, just uh, just to have a little fanboy moment. Like I I travel a lot. I tour a lot. I do like um stand up type stuff around the country. And when I'm in a hotel room and and you come on it it removes all the tension of travel i'm just like this is awesome i'm staying in and watching it. it it's really it it really is something special you have on your hands there
4: well that that's very cool and and that's what i'd like it to be i, I hear from people that they watch the show as a family and i don't know how many shows there are now that you know, families get together to watch, and and that's a nice compliment to me. Yeah, and just it, the it's fact just that, again, that and Practical
3: Jokers; those are the only two shows <laughs> I've I've heard that families watch. Consistently. Why, especially
4: Practical Jokers? No doubt about that. But it, it's nice because it is. It's it's kind of like a break. People have written to me and they said, with everything that's going on in the world right now, it's nice to have this. That's just you know, goofy fun. And, uh, it's, it, it is, it kind of relaxes people and, and lets them laugh. And uh, I think that's cool. So you don't get political on your show? We try to avoid it. I always remember Johnny Carson saying, why would you want to alienate half your audience? Yep. And, and also probably because if I started doing that, the bosses would want to look at all my <laughs> scripts. <laughs> I don't want to go in that direction.
0: Now. Some other people who have uh cultivated a character like let's say Alice Cooper, he mm-hmm. has gone on record and said that sometimes Alice takes over and he and and um the real Alice Cooper gets lost, and the character Alice Cooper takes over and you know kind of becomes this creature or this character that can't be fed. Do you ever find yourself like- ho- trying to hold off you know Svengoly from? you know, your, your normal human self.
4: There are moments. Yeah. Especially (laughs) I think when, when you're dealing with certain people, you know, most of the fans are great, but sometimes there's always a few who just are a little hard to take. And sometimes I don't even know if they know that they're being that way. (laughs) I hadn't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, Ben wants to just, you know, start letting loose with the, you know, sort of Don Rickles attitude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they,
4: uh, do, uh, on, on Halloween, do they come to your house and tear up your lawn? Do they do stuff <laughs> like that to you on Halloween? Actually, I make sure that I, usually I'm nowhere near the front door. Uh-huh. I avoid that. We used to have one neighbor that their kids used to always come and try to pull things. They'd throw eggs at the house. We mm-hmm. had, like, huge uh, like Christmas light bulbs on on the bushes one year. Yeah. There must have been 50 of them. They actually took the time to unscrew and take every one of them. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, I finally caught them one day and went and brought them over to their mom. And uh, she was not very pleased by this. And I think after that, things kind of stopped.
2: Okay, good, good. Are you uh I'm not going to say who's against it one of us is uh, are you as staunchly against sexy halloween as one of our members some somebody here is not crazy about the sexification I like
0: to I like to keep halloween wholesome Spangoli uh,
2: mystery solved <laughs> as to who it was
3: <laughs> the, the, the other two of us want to see a sexy Senghuli costume for yeah. Halloween. <laughs> that's what I'm wearing this Board.
4: year. As long as I don't have to wear it. That's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I certainly enjoy seeing uh, women dressed uh, somewhat provocatively. Uh, oh, I'm it, disappointed it, it, to hear that, the question <laughs> is, though, you know? It, it's like, you know, if, if there's a lot of kids around or something, it's like, you know, you don't want them going, hey, Mommy, what's that? I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a line, right, though? There is a line, certainly, yeah, but yeah. when it's, you know, we'll adults, a I say, go right ahead. I, I mean, I've seen the sexy Mr. Rogers that they've been showing. Oh, we just <laughs> talked oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to me, it's kind of like. It hardly looks like Mr. Rogers, let's face it. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. not the well, point. thank God it doesn't, don't we?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see my Playtex living bra? <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, I, I laugh because we've gone to some of those pop-up Halloween stores and it's always, you know, a sexy dental assistant or something like that. <laughs> yeah. but, okay, if you say so.
3: Are, uh, are you married, sir? Yes, I am. Do you ever? Do you ever like? is, Does this ever happen to you? Like your 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 wife might be like, like I don't want to say nagging, but giving you the business about something, and you're like, "Hey, man, I'm Sven Ghouli.
4: I wouldn't dare.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it. You know. But do you I, ever I, hold I, it inside to yourself? You're like, "Man, I'm Sven Ghouli. I I don't need
4: this." No, I'm not really. No, okay. <laughs> I realize that I'm just some goof, and you know it. It works out fine.
3: Uh, we we had a funny story about watching Matt Damon get yelled at by his girlfriend, his girlfriend at the time.
2: Yeah, I don't feel bad, Especially. I'm
3: Kooly. <laughs> yeah, uh, we 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 saw his uh, his current girl Brian saw so his his girlfriend. This is years ago, yelling at him to take out the garbage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm always I'm always like, how do you yell at Matt Damon to take out the garbage? Yeah, you wouldn't think
2: of it, but I saw it. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm looking at a picture of of what you're what what you wear. And uh, uh-huh. I'm going to – I have a, a fairly attractive girlfriend. I'm going to have her dress up as sexy Svengoolie this year, and uh, I'm going to send you a picture, buddy.
0: Do you do you actively not go out like, like you know, how Kiss back in the day would not be seen without their makeup on? Do you go out in public without the Svengoolie costume on? Do, do Is there a picture on the internet yeah. of you and not in
4: makeup? Oh, there's there's tons of them. I, I've done other TV as myself here in Chicago, especially. Uh, I did a show where we would run three Stooges shorts. We called it Palooza. And I hosted that. And, you know, in between each one of the shorts, I'd kind of do the same thing we do with Sven and that I'd, you know, give information about the background players and stuff that happened in the shorts. And I did a show called The Co-Zone back when I was at Fox that at first hosted movies and then – because the fox network demanded that they have a hosted uh kids block they made me the the kids show host and i did that as myself and i I would you know dress up as other characters too along the way we, it was fun because we did this stuff live three days a week and i'd pre-record stuff as one character and then it was you know flying by the seat of your pants they'd run the tape in a split screen thing with me and i had to make sure i would fit in my responses and stuff in the gaps that I had left on the tape. So yeah, a lot of people, most people here in Chicago know what I look like. Definitely. And I've done a few characters, I think on the show where I think you could see what I look like, but I, you know, I've never worried about it. The funny thing is like, you you go in a grocery store and you're looking around and all of a sudden you look down at the end of the aisle and you see like somebody working there kind of lean out and look at you and then disappear. (laughs) And then like uh, five minutes later, three people do the same thing. And then they come over and they're tearing parts off of uh, packing boxes for me to autograph.
2: Ah, nice. Do they ask you to uh, autograph chickens and stuff? Do you get a lot of rubber chickens, I imagine, to but autograph? Certainly. Yes, yeah,
4: yes. Uh, tons of rubber chickens. When we do appearances, especially, people bring their own chickens. And <laughs> once some woman brought a live chicken. She didn't ask me to sign it, but she goes, oh, we brought a chicken with. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll sign it. And she, like, opens up her, her sweatshirt. And here's this actual little chicken. And I was like, okay, that's normal. How,
2: how hopeful were you until you saw the chicken? <laughs> uh, let's just
4: say I want to let that pass.
0: <laughs> if if the original Guli, you know, not if, but he did pass down the legacy to you, when it's time for you maybe to hang up your hat and your cape, Will you pass on this Vangooli name to somebody else, and if, if yes, do you have somebody in mind, and if not, would you take
4: um, a resume? <laughs> 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 well, originally, when Jerry and I talked about it, we kind of said that I would probably be the last Svengooli. But I think that, you know, the folks I work here at, at MeTV, I, I TV, th- I think they would want to maybe continue it, but maybe with a, another host. And I think it would be a mistake for them to just put somebody else in the Svengulli outfit because uh, I think they'd get some bad feedback. I, you guys probably know that here in town we, we had the Bozo show forever on uh, WGN and the original Bozo was Bob Bell, who was very funny. I used to love to watch him. He was actually one of the inspirations for Krusty the Clown. And uh, he he went on and then they immediately plugged in somebody else's Bozo and the reaction from most people was, oh, man, this isn't bozo.
0: There was death threats.
4: <laughs> and, and they – you know, I, I think it would be a mistake to put somebody in there and it's like, oh, this is Sven also. Can I send you a tape? You can send me a tape, sir? <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> I'll pass it on to the people in charge. And, there you go. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what the pass it right thing? along. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the same place with my request for a raise. So.
3: Uh, well, all right. See, Walt's looking to take over your position. No, no, no. How no, about no. – he's, he's actively pre- praying for you to pass on so he can take over. But let me ask you something. Yes. W- would you be open to um, – like a like a, a guest come on for a sh- for like maybe an episode here and there, nephew of Sven Gulli. And <laughs> it was like, say your character has a nephew and, you know, maybe, maybe he's on a TV show too. It, you know, he comes on, he acts all impractical. He's got the makeup on and he just sh- sh- flies up to Chicago for a day to shoot with you. Now, do you think that
4: they'd be interested in that, something like that? It, it may be, but I think something like that would not be my call. We'd have to yeah, going to pass know. that along I'm <laughs> kicking that can
2: down the road as far as I can. Wait, wait
4: a second, so you think what what
2: network you're on me TV
4: Yes, yes, so
2: uh-huh. Q, you think that me TV if Svengouli was like, "Hey you know Brian Quinn from a practical jokers, we want to do a little Sunson Sven- or a nephew of Svengoli thing. Is it cool if he does it? I feel like Svengholi is going to get uh, he's going to get some mad respect there.
3: For- yeah, I think what we heard was not the idea that the network doesn't
4: want to do it. Actually, we- you know, I, I would not mind <laughs> at all having somebody come in and do that. I don't know for the whole show, <laughs> drop in for a while, I, I don't think that would be, be something that would be completely out of line. Do, do
2: you get a lot of this, these sort of novices saying like, hey, can I come on the show and dress up? These guys who want to be in TV, but –
4: Oh, you constantly. Know. And, you know, all the various public access hosts around here, you know, like, and also rock bands for some reason. <laughs> Dude, I think we should be on your program.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: what, well, and, Any notable bands? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not a single, if it was a notable band, it'd be different. Uh, we're friends with Jim Peterick from the Ides of March. And we keep talking about uh, having him come on with his band, but uh, they we've never been able to get the timing right. And I, I'm sure that you know sometime we're going to have them on. But and also, you know, uh, you've probably seen we've had Freddie Boom Boom Cannon on, and he he called me out of nowhere. He sent no, he sent an email and said I wrote a song for you. And I'm like, what? And this is the guy that did Palisades Park in yeah. Tallahassee, Lassie, and he had this song. He he sent it to us, and uh, we ended up making a music video with him. He's he's a great, sweet old guy. He's very a, funny. He, he, he has yeah. great stories about everybody that he's hung with, like Elvis and Frank Sinatra, and he's, all these guys. He
3: worked with uh he worked with Chuck Barris, right? Didn't Chuck yeah. Barris right? Yeah, it was uh, Palisades Park. Yeah, Palisades Park was his big song. Yeah, exactly.
4: Right. So he's one of my.
3: Per- he, Chuck Barris is one of my. I don't know what this says about me, but he's one of my heroes in
4: life. Oh yeah, he, uh, the Gong Show was always great, and all oh, the other yeah. shows that he he was behind. That's that's pretty impressive.
3: Oh yeah, and his book is one of my favorite books. It's top three favorite books ever that I've ever read. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He Chuck Barris is an unappreciated genius, in my opinion. But
4: I hate to ask this because it shows how ignorant I'm But is he still alive?
3: No, he died last year. Unfortunately
4: oh okay
3: yeah but he he was he died in his 80s but he was with it to the end man he was like he was right there out there he was introducing bands at concerts he was pitching shows and stuff like that and unfortunately he passed away
4: well that's a, he, i think he had a pretty full life he oh yeah, yeah certainly had a lot going on he sure did Walter, you like me, did you
2: just totally check out after Washington didn't follow Freddie Boom Boom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, of reference. There's like 99% of the audience listening to this is going to get none of these references. Yeah, what <laughs> the fuck are they talking
4: about? <laughs> I'm used to that. You know, there's times when I'll throw out a name or something on the show, and I actually will after it just say, just Google it. <laughs> I know There's, you know, when you get to my age, there's going to be things you're throwing out. And I, I try to appeal to various parts. of the audience you know there's certain things i throw out that i know only a few people are gonna get so it's sort of like a little easter egg for them but yeah yeah i I know can i ask you a couple
0: questions not as a human being but as spangoolie sure okay (laughs) like you're gonna be the human being no no like if like the character spangoolie not what you like but what spangoolie would what would his answer be to these questions
4: Sure, just being a smart aleck. There, I knew what you meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, he's already <laughs> Uh
0: Most overrated
4: monster. I would have to say the Mummy. First of all, you Ooh, know it's a little. Dragon- that's a little politically
0: incorrect here, Spengling. Why is that? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. He's a Middle Eastern monster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got nothing
2: to he's do not with performing that. Performing female circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
4: exactly. You know, the speediest of monsters. And uh, many comedians have talked about that, that he's the easiest one to get away from because he's always walking so slow and dragging that foot. And the fact that, uh, think about it, he's been embalmed and he's got all those musty old. Uh, bandages around him he's got to smell terrible yeah but you don't like i always my answer to that would be the creature in the black
0: lagoon because uh, he hangs out i love him but he hangs out uh, the, He hangs out. gill the, man Guli. can you believe this fool he wants to be on your show he's calling oh, the gill man most overrated monster gonna get
3: me tv suit the, the nephew <laughs> the nephew of Guli <laughs> wants to be on the show not me um but um no no but the gill man if you don't go into his pond you're fine
0: and his pond is in the middle of the Amazon. I'm he can a- come out of the pond, right, Spangoolie? He won't, though. He yes. won't.
4: He's, he's an amphibian. He can come out of the pond. And look at that. But he won't. He's messing with all these hot babes in swimsuits. Come on. Now, you like know what? You you're right. <laughs> no, but, but, but no,
0: he's not going to bother you unless you bother him. That's true. The mummy has Mid- a chip on Mid- his shoulder. All right, all right. That leads me to my next question, then, uh, right. Um yeah. In a Universal Monsters
4: steel cage match, who <laughs> is the winner? The Wolf The Wolfman. Why? Because th- he's very savage, you know. There, and there's a certain strength. He's almost like the Hulk, you know. The the more angry he I gets, thought, the I thought more Frankenstein was more like the Hulk. Yeah, except you can't, you know, have him sewn together. <laughs> the Hulk is, you know, you, you can rip off the Frankenstein's arms uh, and stuff. Good point. Uh, he's only as strong as the twine that holds <laughs> them together. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree with that's that? In, you know, if his batteries, his electric charge starts running low, that's true. He's yeah. in trouble. Would you, do you agree with that, Q? You think, uh, you think Wolfman's coming at it? I, th- I think Wolfman is a strong
3: contender, and I could see it. I'd go Dracula. I would myself. go Dracula, too.
4: Why? Because you can fly around and okay, stuff. Yeah, he can or? turn into mist. He can yeah. turn into a bat. He can turn into a wolf. That's true. He's, he's got an edge there. But then, you know, all you got to do is hold up that little cross, and he's crying like a baby. And That's
0: That's
2: also, awesome. like, uh, he turns into mist. That's like the least threatening form he can take, right?
0: Well, he could, like go, now it's just misty. he could go right down Frankenstein's uh, nasal passages and turn into human oh. and
4: then explode. So Dracula is vaping then. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I got – it comes into my next one then. What is your feeling on modern horror movies like, for example, The Human Centipede? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I thought you said modern. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Again, it all has to do with story. And, you know, the the actors involved with it. I think a lot of the modern stuff is just, you know, gory effects. And there isn't enough real story, nor, you know, quite honestly, good enough acting behind it. Uh, one of the amazing things about those old Universal ones, and, you know, you guys know, there's not really any blood in most of those or anything. Mm-hmm. But the way it creates the atmosphere is what what's really impressive about it, and even so, you know, moving forward a little bit, you know, like the the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, uh, you know, the, the first ones especially, I think, are very effective, and the and the first Halloween, and one of the reasons that I think those really became as big as they were were, you know, when you watch the the Frankenstein stuff and Dracula stuff, it's always you know someplace in Europe for the most part, whereas this was something like this could be right in your backyard here where you live. And that made it a little more scary. But uh, again, after a while, I think there were too many, you know, wacky, you know, it was like, uh, Freddie became Bob Hope throwing out the one liners. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell you, I'm ready to slash you up there It's wild. <laughs> hey, but, but,
0: but you can't dig like, you know, like the human centipede, like sewing faces to orifices. That's just, that's just, there's a line that like even that's, that's too crazy. It should sure be- I mean
4: everybody has their own you know standards, I think, and to me that that goes over the line. I mean, I know there are people who are into those kind of shows and and movies, and uh, that's fine, but to me. I, I don't think it has the same, the same quality as Maria Ospinskaya, You know, <laughs> you have this end of the pentagram on your hand, my son. It's like you have your mouth on my never mind.
2: <laughs> so is that a big no to nephew of Sven Guli's uh, human centipede puppet show he wanted to put on?
3: <laughs> I think we we'll, we'll we'll put a pass on that. Well, I'm just saying we sew a bunch of rubber chickens <laughs> ass to mouth and, and do it that way. It'd be amazing. Beak to beak. beak to (laughs) is there is there a is there a a white whale movie that you want like that you're like i would love to to air like what's the one
2: anything starring
4: lean without a face Oh, my God. With the brains and the tentacles and the spinal. Yes. Oh, we've my been God. We've to get that movie for so long, and we've never really had the chance to get the rights to it. I keep pestering my boss, Neil Saban, to try to get it for us. Great because movie. Because I would love to have that, you know, because at first you don't see them. Then when they're visible, it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and I mean, when they get shot, you know, they make a noise like a, a whoopee cushion, and it looks like there's raspberry jam coming out of them. Uh, It would be so much fun to show that movie.
0: And I think a lot of people would not be aware of that movie. It seldom aired growing up. So it's a movie that not a lot of
4: people have been exposed to. It's called The Thing
3: Without a Face. The Thing thing.
4: Without a Face. I have it. I'll end it to you. And I cannot even remember the last time I saw it anywhere. Uh, Yeah, they they did a DVD release of it. It goes for big bucks now on the aftermarket because it's out of print. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd love to have it. And
0: the rights are just beyond –
4: well, I I don't know that we know who has the rights currently. That's a that's a part of this. We deal with these different distributors, and I, at this point, I don't know that we know who actually has it. It you know it used to be under one person's control or one uh, distributor's control, and they no longer have it. it, it it's 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 kind of like you know almost tracking the damn thing down before we can even get to it.
2: Wow. Have you ever gotten in trouble for showing a movie that wasn't a hundred percent cleared,
4: and somebody uh, caught some shit for it? No, actually, no, because uh, that—that's one thing that they're very careful of here. They—they they worry a lot about being sued. <laughs> I wonder why. But uh, they do. Yeah, we—we we are very careful and don't show anything. That's where you know I keep. Kind of. That's another thing for you hosts who want to get into this business. Make sure that it's legal for you to show what you've got, because uh, you know people are very litigious, and you run something you don't have the rights to, uh, you're going to get sued.
0: Or just put it behind a paywall and no one can find it. Exactly. Make money off their work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've never seen it, but you could rent it on
3: Amazon Prime for for four dollars.
4: What? fiend uh, a without fiend a face i think he owns a copy it's just No, no no, no i just mean for, li- for listeners we're doing this show for other people guys um if you're, that if- would help us to track down who who actually has the ownership of it yeah put your fancy lawyers to work Whoa, whoa
3: hold on one second <laughs> let me ask you something if i could <laughs> if i could secure the rights for fiend without a face can that be
2: can the nephew of
3: the- present it with you not not instead of you with you <laughs>
4: <laughs> Again, uh, it, it's difficult for me to say legally what can be done here. I, I'm like Perry Mason here, Your yeah. Honor. I don't think that uh, we could have fiend without a face. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff involved in it, but you know, maybe we could just put it behind a paywall.
0: Okay, <laughs> hey, it works for us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the tell him steve motto is, <laughs> it's, Yeah, the, the whole don't ask, don't tell. Hey,
0: I got one more question for uh, Svenguli, the yes, monster. Um, if one, just one of your body parts is going to be used to create a new Frankenstein's monster, which body part would you want them to use? Is he a player, this Frankenstein? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's see. Well, there are people who, when they look at uh, Gulli that they don't know me, they go, oh, is that Ron Jeremy? But <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, you know, if you're going to use a part of me for the Frankenstein, I'd say... Wow, you know, that's tough to say. And is this to say that I would no longer be around? Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll <laughs> Sorry, have to be golly.
0: yeah you'll have to be uh, deceased
4: to use this part. Yes, I'd I'd say vocal cords. Oh, that's a good answer. He'd be able to to speak again.
3: I could use those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My voice is pretty shot these days. I could use yours.
2: There you go. Uh, do you have a a favorite horror host? like non Svengoolie related.
4: I, I really like Elvira and also uh Joe Bob Briggs, though he is not, you know, in the, uh, you know, vampire coming out of the coffin class. He is a, a horror host. And again, that that's like what I was talking about. A totally different kind of tack on, on doing uh, horror hosting. Uh, his character is great and he's a smart guy. Uh, the, the two of them, I, I enjoy both of them a great deal. I did a little research um,
2: and I found out that about within 20, 25 miles, there's another horror host in our area. His name is Halloween Jack. He's from Tom's River, Walt. Uh, In your opinion, Spangoolie, is there enough room in one county for
4: two horror hosts? (laughs) I've never heard of Halloween Jack. Have you heard of that, uh, Spangoolie? Actually, I have. I've seen him online. I think I actually talked to him once in an interview. Uh, I've never seen his show, though, so I, I don't really know. Now, again, it depends on uh, who's doing the quality stuff. And then there's
2: also a Halloween Jack I'm reading right here uh, that David Bowie created for his Diamond Dogs album. Maybe <laughs> you guys can get those lawyers to uh, give him an old cease and desist, and that way the Baron can rule. You know, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's him. Yeah,
4: Baron can take over in Halloween Jack.
3: It seems like Halloween Jack is very closely based on you.
4: I I, I don't think so. He's got a top hat. He's got makeup. I don't know. I just feel like has a top hat too, and he's not taking anything from me. Have (laughs) you uh, Have you
2: considered? Yeah, anybody who wears a top hat, maybe like uh, just launching a series of frivolous lawsuits, like against, like say, Slash (laughs) and (laughs) Halloween Jack and and Mr. Monopoly, (laughs) a penguin, Uh, Vampire. Elvira. Vampira, sure. uh, Vampira versus Elvira. Which one are you? More of an Elvira guy?
4: I would have to say yeah, because I think just from what I know about Vampira, she was a little odd. And in fact, uh, you guys know uh, oh Dana Gould? Yeah. He told me that he, for a long time, was kind of almost like a caretaker for uh, Vampira, Mela Nurma or whatever her name was. And he knew all sorts of things about her. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, Cassandra Elvira kind of has her life and act together a little better
2: than Vampire did. Now vampire so. dead, right? Yes. So if you were to give us some gossipy, juicy tidbit about her, she couldn't <laughs> defend herself. So we would listen to it if you want to say it.
4: <laughs> well, I keep hearing stories about how she, uh, she was hanging out with James Dean. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I don't know too much more than that. But uh, yeah, and and you guys remember the big lawsuit that she filed against Elvira? Did she? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because she felt that uh, it was ripping off her character, and I I don't think she was successful. Yeah, I guess Bob Weiser didn't want a ninety-year-old horror host uh, doing the thing, (laughs) huh? Yeah, put her in that outfit; that'd be great.
0: (laughs) Well, her losing probably means that you know there's a precedent set that you couldn't go after the Baron. In any way, shape, <laughs> or form, you know, because courts have shown that you—it's really hard to win these cease and desist. Okay. Yeah, right.
4: and you know, I don't think anybody would even think. Of trying to sue the Baron at this
2: point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Walt's pretty committed, so he'll he'll lose his house in order to, to best you for
4: whatever reason.
3: What if I started a show on True TV called Nephew of Svengooli?
4: Would that be an issue? Yeah, I think that might be an issue. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of vampire in nineteen forty seven. Uh, yeah. if you were around in 1947, yeah, you'd probably be into her. She's very like very uh, golden age, Hollywoody
4: looking. Not to mention the fact that if, if you could see, she had the tiniest waist. Oh yeah. It was incredible. If you ever seen plan nine, yeah. uh, you can mm-hmm. look at it and you go, how is that even possible? Yeah. She, she could barely walk. Right. It had to be alive. like some sort
0: of like girdle. Right.
4: I'm wondering. I don't know for sure. Or else I don't know if she that went the uh, share route.
0: That's what the Baron's oh my, gonna do geez. now. He's gonna get a girdle and he's gonna try to get that a skinnier, uh, waist skinnier, <laughs> skinnier waist than <laughs> a vampire.
4: go over big, definitely.
0: it again. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the what does Spangoolie do on a typical Halloween? How do you spend Halloween?
4: Usually I'm working. I usually have some public appearance somewhere. Mm. Uh you know, we've we've done like sports events, like the Chicago Bulls game. Um, we we've done uh, appearances at at uh, nightclubs and bars and things like that. Have and, you met uh, Michael Jordan? I've never met him. No. Oh,
0: okay.
4: What about uh, Juicy Smollett? <laughs> Isn't that, that guy lives <laughs> in Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah, I left him some uh, clothesline. I don't know what he did with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds dangerous dangerously political yeah, put it to questionable use <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and
0: a red hat right a red top hat
2: <laughs> a, a, a red top hat that says MAGA like that that's how you go out Sven-Gooly. like one day you walk in you're like I'm done with this <laughs> you got a red top hat that says MAGA on it
0: uh any other questions Walt uh, I mean I I I, I was going to ask. I think everybody probably asked this, though. I think it's one of those like amateur hour. If I ask this, but I, I guess I'll ask it anyway. Your favorite all-time classic horror movie?
4: Uh, yeah, I get asked that all the time. And the thing is, I don't have just one favorite. There's different movies I like for different reasons. I will say that I I really do like uh, Bride of Frankenstein and mm. Dracula. Those are those are two of my top favorites. Um, and then you know it almost goes by the various time periods then sorry to say this <laughs> creature from the black lagoon yeah, no I'm great movie of- great movie yeah and and uh those are like my real top ones i like the mummy but i agree with a lot of people there's parts of it that are just so slow and Also, you don't get a heck of a lot of the actual mummy in it. It's more Mm -hmm. Karloff as, you know, the sort of wrinkled looking uh, strange Egyptian fella.
3: Well, that's that brings me to because I have a quote that I found online uh, attributed to you about the Tom Cruise uh, mummy remake. And it, Mm -hmm. it says that you said it's the biggest pile of dog shit you've ever seen in your entire life. Is that true? Did you say that?
4: No, I oh. did not. I never even saw that movie.
3: All right. I he was said try- it
4: now. He just posted it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn, I was trying to get us an exclusive, Walt. I
2: was hoping to start some trouble. So what, but- you misattributed a quote to the guy.
3: I just, just made up that quote on Trying to get him to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys, come on. I want you to know I pretended to look at my phone as if I was reading that online. I was totally buying it. I was like,
4: (laughs) wow, Sven You know, the standards and practices people here, that were I ever to actually say that in an interview, I'd be hearing about it, and I might be facing, you know, it's like professional wrestling, a suspension.
0: Oh, no. Oh, really? Okay. Now, are you a backer of this? I know they kind of abandoned it, the the remaking of, or the reimagining of the Universal Monsters, do you think it it should be done? Do you think a 2019 or 2020 audience, you can remake the Universal Monsters and have them be popular?
4: I'm kind of like on the fence about it. I think yes and no. Uh, You remember Van Helsing? Yes. Yeah. There were things actually that I liked a lot in that, and some things that I was like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I think if it's done correctly, I, I think, sure, because, you know, there's still a market for these characters. Otherwise, we wouldn't be running them, you know, on my show. And I, I think that you're also fighting with people's memories of those movies. And, you know, Karloff as Frankenstein and Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman uh, and, you know, Bela as Dracula. I think that you've got to somehow find a way, and I don't know if that's even possible in this day and age, find a, a sort of the same feel as that and and I don't know. I don't know if that would actually work or not. If you could, I think it would work. What, what I like about it when they when they remake like like you said that 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 dog
3: shit Tom Cruise movie like when they <laughs> when they remake that it does reignite interest in the old like people are like oh let me rewatch that and then they order it off Amazon. So I do like when they do it just because it reminds people that the old ones or audiences that were too young. They I, I feel they go sniff it out, which I like about it.
4: I do. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is that when we started running the Universal movies on, on our show, a lot of those had not been on regular broadcast TV in maybe, you know, between 15 and 20 years. Mm. So it was another way of, you know, re-educating people on those classics. Is there a non-horror movie,
3: any non-horror movie that you can see Sven hosting?
4: Oh, wow. I, I mean – a movie that I really love is uh, Night of the Hunter. Do you know that one? I've, I've heard oh, of it. Yeah, yeah. I've never Robert
1: seen it. Mitchell,
4: one of the strangest movies that that you've ever seen, and it's 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 got it was the only movie ever directed by Charles Lawton. And it was panned so much after it came out that he never directed another movie. But there are shots in that that are so incredibly beautiful, and some incredibly scary moments in it as well. That's one to look for. And actually, on our show, we I have hosted some non-horror movies. We did a couple of Marx Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever? And I love the, the Mars Brothers. Did you ever go to the Mansion? went first. No, no, I never did. I was, I was not able to ever get there. And, you know, by the time that I could have, he was, he was already long gone. I have talked to, do you know, Joe Moe? No. who used to stay with him and help him with his stuff. He's told me a lot of stories about, about, uh, Forrest and, and, uh, just how amazing the Ecker mansion was. Yeah. I lived in LA at the time and, and
2: only found out afterwards that if you walked up to his place he'd be like yeah come on in and check out all this shit
4: isn't that amazing I mean, it's astounding. you know that would be so cool and you know uh, you, uh, you think it's probably a good thing that a lot of people didn't know that because think how many people <laughs> yeah, would really be mm-hmm. and then he'd be so sick of it that he obviously he'd probably pull the plug on it
2: that's what kirk hammett should do right he's a great collection
4: just oh one yeah one. just yeah. let
0: people go in his house check it out sure, sounds safe. <laughs> <laughs> now spangoolie you're going to be appearing
4: in dc comics in october right well, yes, it's it's happening right now since this is Halloween. <laughs> it's a uh, four weeks worth of uh, these little uh, chapters in which Svengulli faces a terrible horror and has to rely on the Justice League and its members to help him fight it off. And it, it's just amazing to me. You know, I was a comic book fan from when I was a kid and still love comics. And the fact that I get to be, you know, on the same pages with Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and Superman and the Flash is it's just, you know, something I never would have thought of. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We uh, we had the chance to actually I got to to help write some parts of it. And uh, the artwork by Christopher Jones is just outstanding. I love seeing it. And he's caught, you know, seeing yourself. And seeing how well he's captured you is amazing. I, as I've been telling people, he's even caught my less than perfect posture in some <laughs> of the artwork.
0: Are, were, but, you a, were you a big comic collector growing up? Or, or yeah, yeah? Oh yeah,
4: I still have them. I've still got uh, books from the early '60s, okay. and I have the the very first uh, one with with uh, Batgirl oh, really? and the first Poison Ivy.
0: Oh, do you have a favorite Create any favorite artists or writers in comic book
4: field? Oh, um, yeah. I always liked uh, Kurt Swan, oh, yeah. uh, Gene Colan, Jack Kirby, of course. Yeah. Uh, just great stuff. The legends.
3: Yeah. I was lucky enough to recently get some uh, original Kurt Swan artwork, and it's oh, wow. I, I just love it. I look at it, and I'm like, he just looked amazing, the way he drew Superman. Yeah.
4: They, they they did the characters so well and you know and even you know going back the, the Bill Finger stuff oh, I, yeah. I love that too This is this is a man who who is a refined taste right here Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Oh I can't I just can't wait for the nephew to meet
0: to meet you on the show
3: it's just going to be amazing it's just going to be so much fun
4: Oh my god <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wow So what is, what is like, how, how is like, what is the worst show you've ever done? I always find this interesting asking, like, what is two questions I always, I always like asking people is one, what is the question you've never been asked that you want asked asked? and two, what was the worst show that you got done that you were like, oh my God, how did this happen? How did we blow it like this? Wow. That that happens to me.
4: I'd I'd have to say one of the ones that I wasn't real fond of is once they had us, do look who's talking. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that that's one that I think I'd pretty yeah. much like to forget. <laughs> I think the question I'd like to be asked is why did you ever do Look Who's Talking? <laughs>
2: great. Great. So now now that you've 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 conquered T V, now comics, what's next? What, what like what's down the road just a little bit?
4: Wow, you know, I I really don't know at this point. Uh, you know, I I I don't know that I'll ever have the chance like Elvira to make a Sven Guli movie. Um, well, that, not that with was... that attitude. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is.
3: <laughs> I mean, in the, in the era of like um like crowdsourcing and and uh, and uh, what's the website we Gofundme. Uh, GoFundMe, GoFundMe and stuff like that. I I can't imagine if you really wanted to do it that you wouldn't be able to pull it off. Like I, I, it almost seems like a no brainer to me. Like,
4: Sven you could easily raise a hundred grand, right? Yeah. Without a doubt. Having the time to do it right now would be difficult. And I just don't know that I'd be able to handle that with my regular job here. Mm. How, how, how how many hours a week do you work on the show? Sorry. How many hours a week do you work on the show? Uh, (laughs) pretty much every single day. And even on weekends, I'm working on, on the show, you know, it, it's, and it's, I'm doing stuff at home as well. I'll be home, you know, in the evening or in the morning and I'll be writing. Uh, there's, there's an awful lot of work that goes into this. People always think you have like the huge staff and, you know, and I've got writers like Buddy and Sally in the other room, but in reality, was that a Dick Van Dyke uh <laughs> reference? Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> watch the show I'm the only one that's gotten that one. and any all our listeners ain't gonna get that one. <laughs> I was just saying
3: I recognize the names couldn't couldn't pin the show. I, I thought he just had a stroke. Yeah. I was like, what is he talking about? He's like, you know that.
4: If if you ever watch the show and see, you know, the lid of the coffin, the the skull face talking, it's based on uh Maury Amsterdam. <laughs> In the uh, Dick Van Dyke show, he was called Buddy Sorel, and so the the face is called Body Sorel, and he talks with the same kind of voice like he had. Hey, Rob, what are you doing? So go Google that one, kids. Yeah.
2: If, if, if anyone who watched Inva- Dick Van Dyke was still alive, they would appreciate that reference.
4: <laughs> I think it's still on Sunday nights if you watch me TV, like at, at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. The company so. man right there. It's a poem, You know, if I don't, I hear plenty about it. <laughs> All
2: right, Sven well, thank you. Right, Walt? I yeah. mean, do you have any more
0: questions? No, I mean, this has been, like I said, um, on my mount, rushmore of people i respect it's tom brady tom brady tom brady and swangoolie that's the four heads on my <laughs> mount rushmore
4: that, that's well. really nice of you i appreciate that and uh would have uh, been know, nicer for three swangoolies though <laughs> <laughs> be like the three stooges thing. uh it means a lot to me that, that people appreciate what I do. Uh, that's that's one of the things when I go and do appearances, people will come up to me and they'll say, thank you for doing this. And uh, that that means a lot to me. I, I'm just, you know, really, really flattered. And I'm happy, you know, basically I'm happy to still have a job, certainly. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to know that people really care about what I'm doing. In the time between when I was son of Guli and uh, came back as Guli. Uh, there wasn't a week that went by that somebody didn't recognize me and say, when are you going to do that again? I really liked it. And I, I really figured if people cared about it that much, you know, there was no way that I could say, no, I don't want to do it again. It, it means something to people. And, and because of that, it means a lot to me. And if I can get in some plugs here, please go to svenguli.com or me tv.com. You have a choice, (laughs) and uh, make sure you watch me Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, and I don't know what time it's on in Transylvania. (laughs) <laughs> Walt just passed me a note to cut out
2: your plugs. I don't know what it means.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can have my hand plugs,
1: possibly.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, well, look, i really look forward to working with you. Um, I will. I'll have my uh, my agents reach out to the producers, and then I imagine uh, we'll be working together very soon. I hope. Uh, sure, and I'll be doing a show called Practical Berwins. <laughs> Thank you so much. It really yeah. was an honor to talk to you. Really. Happy Halloween, Svengulli.
4: Thank you. Great to talk to you guys. And uh, I've been fans of you guys as well. So th- this is, this has been a lot of fun for me. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, man. Have a good Halloween, Svengulli. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. I'm going to go out and soap up my own window so nobody else will. <laughs> Figs ad.
0: Alicia, I think there's something we all can agree upon. Nurses, doctors, dentists, and people who work in medicine and healthcare are pretty awesome. And all of us can think of a time when a medical professional helped us or a family member. These amazing people dedicate their lives to caring for and serving others. Shouldn't these amazing people wear scrubs that make them feel good? What these amazing people do every day is more than a job, and what they wear is more than uniform. Shouldn't they wear scrubs that help them feel good and perform at their best? Yes, they should. Because Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. For years, nurses, doctors, and dentists, and other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs. Not only were they ugly and uncomfortable, but they weren't designed with the innovative technical properties to protect and hold life-saving tools. Figs creates the highest quality medical apparel so that medical professionals look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best every day. Figs are made with antimicrobial Oh, wow. um, Anti-microbial. Protects from germs and bacteria. Ridiculously soft. Moisture wicking and features four-way stretch. Figs are made with yoga waistbands and come in a variety of styles from classic straight legs to joggers and even skinny styles. Figs give back so you can too. Every time you shop at FIGS, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. Today, FIGS has donated hundreds of thousands of sets in over 35 countries. Speaking of giving, FIGS makes great gifts for
1: the lifesavers in your life.
0: FIGS gift cards are now available. So next time your doctor, nurse, or dentist, or dermatologist, or pediatrician saves the day, tell them thank you. By sending them figs. So whether you are one of the awesome humans that work in the healthcare or someone that wants to just say thanks to those deserving folks, figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using my code T E S D. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wherefigs dot com. That's W E A R F I G S dot com and enter my code T E S D at checkout. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right, back to the show. That was great. Right? Yeah. What a what a really nice guy. What
2: a great guy. Um yeah.
0: I, I don't know if that would be but if I could go back in time I would be I would like to be a horror host. And I would like to do it the way that Spengouli does it, you know, with wholesome family entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's the that's what I respect so much the guy never works blue. It's completely safe and just, you know, kid friendly and I, I have so much. It still much respect. works.
2: Yeah. It still really works. Yeah. Do you think he mints new viewers frequently? I can imagine, like, say you had younger kids and you're like, I'm going to watch this. Like, maybe your kids would watch it with you.
0: Yeah. I I think that, like, he's – But
2: kids finding it on their own and being like, wow, this is awesome, probably –
0: It's tough. I mean, there's so much content out there. I mean, mean, it's hard to find an audience, but obviously he has because, I mean, he's fucking bigger now than he's ever been.
2: If there was uh, a situation in which they're like, hey, we love The Baron. Networks like we love The Baron. We love Sven Gouli, Yeah, Sorry, there's not room for two of them, so we're going to let Sven Gulli go. We just want to tell you ahead of time. He
0: had a good run.
3: He did have a good run. He had
0: run, a great yeah. run. He had a great run. I mean, hey, it happened to the first Sven Gulli, so he knows shit's going to He just said
3: he's grateful to have a
0: job. <laughs> he just,
3: just said, said it. it.
2: Moments ago. <laughs> He's still riding the high. It's like, Tear down, nice guys. Tear down that Mount
3: Rushmore. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now Walt's next to Tom Brady. has been a gravel. Pit.
3: You don't think that we can do that? We, you don't think we can we can do that? Do what? Like a Baron hosted.
0: I mean, I, I, I've done. I've dabbled in it. I've kind of played with, experimented it, with it a little on the Patreon. But it's it's it takes a lot of work. It, it takes more than just you know. A one on hat. one man <laughs> pulling all that off, like Spengolie says, it, it's 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 a lot of work. I would need um I would need a staff. Yeah, yeah, I would need a staff. You Need more th- than just chucking a said, green blanket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just said he doesn't have a staff, though.
0: Well, I mean, he has MeTV behind him too. You mm-hmm. know, so he he's got something. He's got more than what we have to pull it off. And you know, who owns MeTV? He told us.
2: Did he? I he don't did. remember it. Yeah, I couldn't remember what network he said uh, owned it. Um. You need a staff, huh? I need a staff. Well, you do. You need a because you got to get the movies. Yeah, you can't just like make all that shit up as you go. So you're gonna need sets and yeah. fucking writers and it's all t- kinds. I would, I stuff.
0: would love to do it, but you know, but that right there, that man is an inspiration, though. So, like, like you says, I, I, if I put my mind to it, I bet you I could do it.
2: You can do it. We well, got to do it for the right reasons too. Like, um, uh, he loves it. Like he – that guy was for free writing jokes and sending them to some dude. Like right. t- in today's world, if someone wrote jokes and sent them to us, they're like, hey, you should say these jokes on the show. I'd be like, what? what
0: well, is- that's – well, we – I actually did take somebody under my wing, like Tom Malazowski oh, from the all-new Sunday Jeff that's show. That's true. Yeah. I mean this guy, he became a, a regular uh, – A, a contributor and writer. On, on the, yeah, mm-hmm. so it happens. I mean I don't think Tom is ever going to become – Good. Uh, like yeah. uh, – is going worthy to a Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't want to. What are you looking for? You to
0: grow? Grow. <laughs> but happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween, uh, man. I, mean, I know it's your guys' favorite holiday. I hope that, you know, you, this was um, worthy of some of the previous um, Halloween fairs on Tell em Steve Dave. I mean, we didn't do video this year. um because well, for one, Spengler didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, he. Uh, but I still think, we, even without video, it, it's back. Harkens back to uh, vintage TSD when it was audio only. Mm. You know, with sound effects. That's
3: a good spin. Mm. I like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
0: always spinning. Uh, Q, you ready
2: to hit that party? I have. Um, I have a costume. It's a sexy migrant who did not make it across the border. And uh, is dehydrated.
3: Yeah, let me just put on this mask to completely cover my face (laughs) and identity and uh, let's go hit the party, bud. Come on, man. You get your cash from Yandy? What's up? What's up with you? Tell him, Steve, Dave.